Good morning and welcome to The Business Of. My name is Michael Guyman, President and CEO of the Tucson Metro Chamber, and I will be your host for the next few weeks. The Tucson Metro Chamber is the voice of business for our region as we boldly advocate for a stronger business environment. The topic of this morning's The Business Of is Tech Parks Arizona. And my guest is Ken Marcus, Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer for Tech Parks Arizona. Before we get started, I would like to recognize a few of our Keystone investors, including D2 Dispensary, Tucson Electric Power, and United Healthcare. All right, let's get started. Ken, welcome to the lovely Arizona Lotus Corp Studios. Thank you, Michael. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. It's another beautiful day. Um, people are probably, you know, hiking or getting done with their hike because they got to get out earlier these days and listening on the radio as they as they head back home or just in their house. So, yeah, it's another another beautiful day in Tucson, Arizona. But I know you can. Um, we've known each other for for many years, um, and I know that uh, that you are like a true Arizonan. Um, your family has been here for a long time, and I just I think it'd be interesting um, uh, for the listeners to know a little bit more about that. Well, sh- well, sure. Uh, my family's been here since the early 1900s. Uh, my my great grandfather moved from Eastern Europe, and they they settled in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, then moved west, and they were in El Paso and between El Paso and Nogales, and then around 1914, they decided they'd live in Nogales because of the weather. Uh, for my great grandmother, loved the weather there, and he made officers' uniforms for the military because there was a substantial military down there during the time of Pancho Villa. Oh, okay. So, so they they settled there, they settled there, and uh, and they they up until uh, actually we sold our last properties in in 2020, but we, we, that's where we've been, and I've been in Tucson since 1978. Since 78, okay. Yes, yes. Oh. Oh, that's that's super interesting. Anything else about the uh, the family that you wanted to talk about? Well, well, there were merchants down there in downtown Nogales, which has changed quite a bit. And so, oh yeah, they, uh, Nogales is a very different town than it used to be when I grew up. But oh, it, it was sure. a great small town, and the, to grow up in as, as a as a young man and, and, a, and a child, and I I always enjoyed Nogales. Yeah, and of course, you know the the big change that you probably went through too is you know there used to be that. A uh, little door at the end of Mar- uh, Morley Avenue, right? Correct. Um, that you could just walk across the border, and and of course that's uh, that's now gone. Yeah, the um, small, essentially. yeah, the little small border crossing there. Yes. Yeah, it, it's gone. And Caverna, a lot of the the landmark places are gone from Nogales. Yeah. Yes. Well, speaking of history, uh, which I know you love. Uh, talk a little bit about because uh, we're here to talk about Tech Parks Arizona, and so talk about how Tech Parks Arizona came to be. Well, actually, Tech Parks Arizona started 29 years ago on August 4th. Oh, wow. That's August 4th, so that we're going to have our 30th anniversary next year. And the first the first piece of Tech Parks Arizona was the U of A Tech Park at Rita Road. And the university bought the, the old IBM facility in August 4th, 1994. Uh, IBM at the time had built that facility in the 1980s. Uh, in the late 1980s, thing, technology was changing, and they decided that they, they could sell that facility. Uh, they had some difficulty in a single-tenant facility. But IBM still remains a, a tenant and a, and a great company to have in southern Arizona, and they employ uh, quite a few people. 
uh, that here in Southern Arizona, and so we're we're happy to still have them at the park. Yeah, no, that and that's super interesting too because it started with IBM, but then the university saw the uh, you know what it could potentially be and how important it would be for our region uh, to turn it into the facility it is today. So, so talk a little bit more about what the tech park does and and why it is so important to our region. Well, it's important to the university, first of all, because it's a, a top 20 tier one uh, research university. They're one of the tops in, in, the, in, the, in the world and in the, in the United States. And most top research universities have a research park. And a research park is bringing together the university, industry, and the community to foster innovation and collaboration uh, and, and economic development in the region. And that's, and that's what we do. Uh, we have three components of, of Tech Parks Arizona. There's the U of A Tech Park at Rita Road, which was the first first part of that. Then we have uh, the U of A Tech Park at the Bridges, which is a little more centrally located, three miles from the university. And then we have U of, U of A Center for Innovation, which is our, 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 our business incubator, which has been in, in operation since 2003, which is the longest continually running incubator in the state of Arizona, and we also had the largest concentration of startup companies in the state of Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on the show, actually, a few weeks ago, we had Doug Hockstead on uh, to talk about Tech Launch Arizona, which is very, it's different. You guys are partners in a sense, but but that's more on the commercialization side. It, it, it is. We're sister, we're sister organizations at the university. So uh, Tech Launch, uh, deals with the spinoffs coming out of the university and patents and, and technology coming out of the university. We're a community uh, incubator, even though we're a university one, but so we'll take about 50, 60% of our companies are from our U of A uh, related in some way, mm, whether okay. U of A graduates or a faculty or U of A startup. And then the rest are community-based uh, technology or global. I mean, we're, I don't know if many people don't know that our, our innovation center is a, is a, a soft soft landing um, um, uh, location. So if a company wants to come from anywhere around the world, they can soft land in our offices for 30 days, meet business leaders, make introductions, look at our program, look at Tucson and decide if they want to locate in Tucson. But we also do remote, after COVID, we do remote uh, uh, 27 point program, a roadmap, which we call at the U of A Center for Innovation. And we have, uh, you know, we've had Ukrainians here in town. We've had Eastern Europeans, but we also have uh, companies we've dealt with in Costa Rica remotely, also in um, in Iraq, in places like that. So we 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 spread our we spread our wings pretty broad, and and try to make Tucson and Southern Arizona attractive for companies to come and locate and grow. Oh, that, yeah, that's, and and again, going back to the importance of. The uh, the tech park is, you know, there's and I talked about this with with Doug as well. There's sort of the side of of economic development where you're bringing companies in, you know, so Sun Corridor, they they bring companies in or it's their, it's part of their mission to uh, talk to companies uh, to interest them in expanding or relocating to Tucson. Uh, obviously, uh, the tech park does some of that, as you talked about to be that that landing space, right? But you're also helping companies grow. Um, and that's sort of the other side of economic development, the economic gardening side where you're helping these companies grow here in Tucson. 
with the hopes that they then expand and and stay in Tucson. Exactly. I mean, we have lo- some of the larger companies in Tucson are in our park, IBM, Raytheon, City, but we have a lot of small and medium-sized companies. And one that was in the news recently was Applied Energetics. It was it was a company here in town, an optics company, had been here for many years. Tucson was its headquarters. And they were they were looking at uh, possibly going to another city at the time, but also some space became available with a clean room at the tech park and we were able to work out a deal. And just recently, so they've been there, uh, just just right around the time COVID started, they, they moved in. But right now they're in, a, in expansion mode. So we actually leased our own offices to them. And so they double their size, their office space, and then they lease them also some uh, some production space and research space at the tech park. So they they're it's pretty it's pretty exciting when you ha- you can do that for a, a small medium sized company and keep them here in Tucson. Yeah, exactly. And we'll talk a little bit more about you know the, uh, some of the other companies that are there and 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 what's maybe unique about them. But I mean, all this really just demonstrates what a massive economic engine tech parks. Uh, Arizona Tech Parks is to our community. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that financial impact? I can. Uh, so first of all, we have six, over 6,000 knowledge workers out there, or nearly 6,000 knowledge workers. And uh, we produce about a $2 billion impact to the regional economy. Mm. And, that, and that's been pretty consistent for quite a long time. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of uh, sales generated out there. There's employees, high high paid employees and they spend their dollars here in Tucson, they have homes. And so the the generation of the economic impact by the tech park is significant. Yeah. And uh we talk you talk about that a lot too. And the and in sort of economic development terms, these are primary employers, right? Where uh the the money uh stays in the community through the form of the employers Paying for these, uh, you know, obviously uh, providing salaries for these employees. Those employees then spend the money in the community. But most of these companies that you're talking about are selling their products outside of the community. So that's really new money coming into our community. Uh, it's kind of like tourism in a way where a lot of tourists come in, they spend their money at hotels and restaurants and you name it, attractions. Uh, so that's new money coming in. But this is new money coming into our community in a different form where these companies are making these amazing things, but they are selling their product typically outside of Tucson. And so that's new money coming into our, to our economy. It is. And you get a, you get a significant multiplier effect when you can bring new money into the community. It's just that, you know, cause that money comes in and then it gets, it gets spent and respent in different ways. It pays for certain taxes and, and also, you know, wages as we just discussed but there's, and then there's also uh, the products and the, the vendors they have to purchase supplies from to make those products. So yeah, obviously the the uh, you know the ecosystem uh, that you create uh, from an economic development standpoint is absolutely critical to the growth of our community. But I did want to ask a question about how the tech parks empowers businesses. Can you explain a little bit about that? Well, there's, there's many ways. I mean, the, fir- the first way is we, we provide a direct linkage to talent at the University of Arizona. Mm. And so we, if, if they need some kind of specialized talent, we can reach out to the university and provide those to the companies or make those introductions. But we also have a great relationship with Pima Community College, for, depending upon the types of uh, talent you need. 
and we can make those introductions also. Secondly, we have uh, state-of-the-art facilities that can't be found anywhere in southern Arizona, maybe not even in Arizona. The, the, the site is impressive. Uh, we have redundant power. Uh, it's a very sustainable site. Uh, and a lot of companies are looking for those kinds of things. But we can also adjust as a company grows what kind of space they need. You know, if they need additional office space, we can, we can make those changes. If they need an uh, additional type of research and development or production space, we can make those adjustments. So as a company grows or has growing pains, we can, we can work with them to help make them a, a better, more viable company and sustainable company in the community. Oh, that, that's, that's interesting, uh, especially since, as you talked about, the university has, is that direct conduit to the students. I mean, we want to make sure that our students uh, have some of these opportunities locally, which you can provide to them through the interaction with these companies. Uh, but, you know, these students also have great ideas um, and new ideas and exciting ideas. And so for them to for the companies to have access to to that direct access to that talent through the university, I think, is is certainly a benefit that that most others cannot provide. Right. That's correct. I mean, a lot, before the tech park, I think there was a lot of brain drain. You know, people come here to school right. and they, they wouldn't stay in Tucson. They go somewhere else. As the tech park has matured, and Tech Parks Arizona has added uh, added the U of A Center for Innovation, and then Tech Park at the Bridges, we've been able to keep people here in town. There's there's opportunities. There's opportunities exactly. So, what there as you kind of mentioned earlier, uh, we have Tech Parks Arizona here in Tucson. There are other universities that have these types of facilities, uh, you know, within their uh, ecosystems, wherever they may be. Um, what makes our tech park here in Tucson different? So I've been in the research park business now for 24 years. <laughs> and if you, and one of the sayings we have in the research park business, if you've seen one research park, you've seen one research park. Mm. They're all very different. They take on the personality and the industries of the region. And so for us, we, we always uh, use the U of A strengths, optics, you know, arid lands and water, aerospace and defense, and, and mining. Those are, the, those are the kind of things we like to use to attract companies here or keep them here. Uh, I mean, U of A is strong in so many areas. You know, we, we also have a, uh, a good relationship with the Biosphere 2, which is doing a lot of work in sustainability and resiliency. And so those are the types of companies we like to attract to Tucson because we know we can find the talent at the university. So uh, from uh, we're one of the top 10 research parks in, in, in the U.S. Congratulations. And, and, and so and it's been that way for quite a while. Um, one, one thing people probably don't know is that we're, we're totally self-sustaining. We, we, we operate from the rents that we generate at the research parks. And we don't get any uh, any monies from the university, and and we do get some grants. We go out for grants just like anybody else, like the city does or the university, and we do get some some grant support. But our major funding is from from the rents from the the tech parks. I'm really glad you mentioned that, Ken. And I was going to bring it up if you did not, because I know that's that is one major differentiator, and we. You know, in Arizona, we have a lot of conversations about how education is funded. And the universities uh, have lost some of that funding over the last few years. 
Uh, and so it's it's important to know how, in this particular case, how Tech Parks Arizona is using the dollars through those those lease arrangements with the companies and basically, like you said, self-sustaining, but it also gives you a chance to to grow and find other opportunities to uh, to you know grow the te- what you do at Tech Parks Arizona so well even more. It it does it does and and we have to be creative those ways. That's why we're different from a lot of the research parks. A lot of them are, are government funded or university funded. Um, there's not many that are, that are set up the way the U of A Tech Parks are or Tech Parks Arizona. And so we have to go out and look at creative ways to make things happen, whether it be because we, we at the tech park at Rita Road, we have another thousand acres to develop. Oh, wow. The, 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 the developed portion right now is about almost 300 acres and there's two million square feet of rentable space. And then we have a thousand acres to develop diff- different types of uh, uh, industries, but also maybe some por- support um, organizations or or. or I wouldn't call it organizations, more like a housing, you know, maybe have workforce housing out mm-hmm. there, uh, maybe some small commercial um, uh, opportunities to support the tech park. But one of the important things I didn't mention uh, like Lyft, is uh, Vale um, Academy and high schools at the tech park. Right. And they, they just expanded. They have close to 600 students there now, K through 12 school, uh, known it's known throughout Arizona for sure and, and pretty much out throughout the nation as a, an excelling school. And they uh, focus on technology, and it's right there, right in the middle of the research park. And we've had a long-term relationship with them um, before I before I even arrived at the tech parks. Right, right. Uh, if you have just joined us midstream, you're listening to The Business Of, a weekly radio show broadcast on the Arizona Lotus Corp stations every Sunday morning and can be found on the Chamber's website at tucsonchamber.org slash thebusinessof. I'm Michael Guyman, President and CEO of the Chamber, and our topic is the business of tech startups. So, so talk a little bit more. We've we've talked about sort of the economic development aspect of, of things, um, how the the tech park is unique uh, amongst other business parks or tech parks uh, across the country. Uh, what are why are purpose built environments important for businesses? Well, they help companies expand rapidly or move in rapidly. So we can we can do things very quickly at the tech park. Uh, a company comes to town and they and they and they want to they want to move to the research park. Uh, we can do it in, as fast as they want. Uh, mm. We were on the developmental authority. We ha- we know our space very well. We can we can make changes and or tenant improvements very quickly, and specific to their needs. And as they grow, we can make changes specific to their needs. So those are the kinds of things that we can do. Um, and then also, uh, we have a lot of flexibility in space too. So if if they need to move to a whole another building, we can make that happen because their needs change. And so we we're very flexible on that. And, and there's not a lot of places that can do it. We have two million square feet to work with. Um, it's usually over ninety percent occupied, but still, when you're you have another couple hundred thousand square feet. You have some opportunities to really make things happen. Yeah, exactly. And and you're still right around that ten uh, percent vacancy, correct? Correct. Right now we're about. That's the highest it's been since I've been there. Uh, historically, in most of my career, we were we were three uh, percent vacant. 
okay. or less. Do you, do you feel that COVID had a part to do with that? It, it did. It had a, it had a large impact. Um, and, and part of it was timing because we did have a large building come on the market right before COVID hit. Oh, and then okay. As we, ha- we actually had an opportunity for a lease and we were getting, re- getting ready to sign it. And then COVID hit and everybody put pause on it. And then it never was signed. So we're still marketing that building. We've had a lot of opportunities uh, that we've been looking at right now. So we're, we're very hopeful we'll get that lease soon. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, and like you said, I mean, that's kind of a little bit of an anomaly because your your vacancy rate is usually very, very small. It's it's the envy, envy of a lot of uh, commercial brokers throughout the region, I'm sure. <laughs> it is. It is. And we, we have some great relationship with the commercial brokers regionally and, and in the Tucson area. And they're very helpful helping us fill space. Awesome. So speaking of the space, if you're if you were to walk around the tech park, uh, which you know some of the listeners may have, they may have been out there um, to uh, either go to a meeting or uh, you know uh, visit um, some of the companies that are there. But but for those that haven't, you know, you go out to the southeast side of town uh, in the Vale area. What do they see? Well, the first thing you see is a big blue covered spine, and <laughs> it goes between the buildings. That's where our, our liquid utilities are delivered. And it's a nice shaded walk area for people to walk. It's a it's a half mile long. A lot of people do their steps in that shaded area. But you also see it's very green. There's a lot, there's grass, mm. there's trees, there's also the desert landscape. And one of the big things about uh, the Ube Tech Park at Rita Road is that it's very sustainable. Uh, we, we pump our own water, we treat our own water, and we use that reclaimed water to actually water the landscape. But we also use it you know, to flush our toilets and for fire suppression. So we reuse the water over and over. So we're very cognizant of water usage. Mm-hmm. And and the other things you'll see is there's there's other spaces out there. There's a, there's a cafe that's out there for breakfast and lunch for, for the employees. There's also uh, collaborating space outside, shaded areas uh, that you can sit down and talk to colleagues. But there's also some indoor spaces where you can do the same. There's a corporate fitness center so for the employees out there. So we hit make sure. That's a, a big benefit that somebody that they've wanted for a long time. Uh, unfortunately, we built it two weeks before the shutdown, and it's at, oh, it's at close for a year and a half. But now it's now it's fully operational. Yep. And the employees really enjoy it. Uh, the corporate fitness center still smells new. Nice. And so you see that. So the, there's a lot of opportunities uh, to meet other companies out there, meet other colleagues for, that work work in other areas, even some international companies. And so that's. Uh, uh, the, the main thing that you'll you'll see as you walk around, we have a, a link to the loop. So, oh, right. So if, you ride yeah. your, so if you ride your bicycle, that's right. You can come in from the north and and ride your bike right to your office. Oh, that's fantastic. And then if you if, if you're so inclined, you can go take a shower at the fitness center before you go to work. Yep. You know, especially today's the mornings have been so warm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but those are the those are the main things you would you would see. The things you wouldn't see is that we, we have a very low utility rate because we do things very sustainable out there. We've improved these buildings, these 40-year-old buildings over the years to make them very, very efficient. But also, we have a 3 million gallon storage of, of chill water. So we generate our chill water at night off peak load. Mm. And then during peak time, we can turn the chillers that cool the buildings off and use that 3 million gallons of stored water to cool the building. So very sustainable site too. Those, so those are, those are kind of the quirky little things that people don't see, but they're, they're really important because now you're, you have less expensive utilities and, and, and a lot of companies right now want to talk about their sustainability. Right. Exactly. 
Well, speaking of companies, uh, so uh, real quick, talked about IBM, Raytheon, City, uh, all out of the tech park. You mentioned earlier Applied Energetics. Uh, is there someone else uh, that's kind of cool that you would like to talk about that's out of the tech park? We, we do. We have a company called Eurofence. It's a, it's a company out of Belgium, and they, they deal in transplant uh, materials, particularly uh, cord blood. And they built a, a high-tech lab there uh, and opened it up about a year ago. And not sure quite everything they do, but the cord blood comes in, and they, they purify it, and then they, they, they use it in, in medical services. And so it's a really great company and a great addition to the tech park. That's cool. And I know that you also recently had some uh, a Ukrainian company there, or actually a number of Ukrainian companies. We, we did. Because of the war in Ukraine, uh, the State Department reached out to, to us and asked if our business incubator could bring them under their wing and make some introductions and help them with their business startup because they're hoping these startups c- companies can go back to Ukraine and help rebuild the country after, after the war. And so they, they were at the tech park for, for several months. Yeah, very, very nice people. Uh, many of them brought their families, and they were out here, and uh, they worked on their different technologies. Uh, what a great service, Ken. I mean, not just for our community and our region and the economic impact that it has on our region, but this is global. And we are helping companies uh, like these Ukrainian companies to further their products because they can't do it at home right now. And so... What a wonderful asset for our community and for the world. It, it is. It is. And, you know, hopefully if they become a big, successful company, too, they'll remember Tucson, Arizona, and they'll come back to the tech park and open their U.S. presence. Exactly. Well said. Well said. Well, thank you so much, Ken. I really appreciate you being here on The Business Of uh, and spending some time with us uh, this morning. Thank you so much. Well, 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 thank you. It's been a pleasure, Michael. Thank, anytime. Awesome. In case you did not catch this episode from the beginning or you'd like to listen to it again, please visit our website or search for Tucson Metro Chambers, The Business Of, on your favorite podcast app, such as Spotify or Apple Podcast, and go ahead and subscribe. If you'd like to be our guest or a sponsor, please send an email to thebusinessof at tucsonchamber.org. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you to check out Tucson Metro Chambers' website at tucsonchamber.org for the latest events to peruse our business directories filled with chamber members in a variety of industries, or to find information about joining the chamber. You can also visit our events page where you will find our events such as Chamber Exchange, Coffee and Contacts, Workforce on Tap presented by the Talent Store, Issues with a Twist presented by Arizona State University, the Tucson Restaurant Advisory Council now presented by Pepsi, and our Copper Cactus Awards coming up on September 22nd at Casino del Sol, sponsored by Wells Fargo. Thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful Chamber of Commerce Day.